Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season 9, Episode 6. <laughs> My name is Andy Balaam and this is... Andy Cockerell. And you, well done, you made me laugh. <laughs> right, saluting. And listener, I was doing, actually I was doing some Kung Fu moves there. Oh, oh okay. It just looked like I was saluting because okay. I don't know how to do Kung Fu. <laughs> on that subject though, what we failed to mention on the last pod which was the one about the one about dune the special podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we were in the same echoey room mm-hmm. um we failed to mention that we they played the matrix resurrections trail trailer right. yeah at the front of dune yeah and we were just talking about that so we thought we'd talk about it on the podcast so but yeah before we do that let's just talk about so tell us what we're yeah. going to talk about this evening after we've done that okay so we're going to talk about the front eight episodes to the the first eight episodes of the front the Walking Dead, season eleven. Season eleven of the Walking Dead. Yes, uh, the, first the first eight, eight episodes, episodes, which is the first third of the final yes. season, and they yes. they're, they're dragging it out across the span of two years. They're basically flogging it to death for the next yeah. two years. Yeah, but we're suckers, and like we a will... dead, like a zombie who's been flayed, flayed dead. We will. We like obedient puppies. We will lap up the dead horse. In yes, the, we will. In the um, s- little snippets they feed to us. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to go spoilery, listener. Yeah, we're going to go spoilery yeah. on Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, but first, let's, um, let's you had a weird Matrix reaction trailer. to the Matrix trailer. You you've seen it in two different contexts. Yes. With different reactions. I've seen it on YouTube on uh-huh. pixelated YouTube, uh-huh. um, where I thought, yeah. Looks okay. Mm-hmm. Looks generic. It looks a bit generic. It mm-hmm. looks um, not very matrixy, to be honest. Pixelated it didn't look very YouTube. green. Um, and then they played it at the front of Dune, uh-huh. and I was quite taken with it. And I can't. And, I, and I'm pretty sure it's because it was in the IMAX, and the sound was just fantastic on a massive screen. On a massive screen with with um, White Rabbit playing. In the back, in the background, which is one of my favourite songs. Oh, it's a great song and really well used. I mean, it, and it was it was in the style of the original Matrix that the music was really well used. Yeah, really well used. So, I'm now more optimistic for that film than I was before. Right. Well, I, I had a similar yeah. reaction both times I've seen the trailer. I don't remember whether I watched it on pixelated YouTube or somewhere pixelated else. Pixelated YouTube. Is but, that a special kind of YouTube? Yeah. Uh, we should make. If there isn't a pixelated YouTube.com, we should make one. We should definitely make one, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so both times I saw it, I thought, hey, this might be a good Matrix film. You know, not uh, nothing's going to be as good as The Matrix, but, you know. Yeah. Like watching those characters interact again, Neo and Trinity, um, and like the convenient re- memory reset that means that you can do the whole thing again. Uh, you know, that's exciting. It looks good. Yes, and you know, I think the casting a a younger actor as Morpheus is an interesting move. Oh, I I didn't notice that. Yeah, so, so that actor who's um, been in quite a lot of stuff is playing a younger version. Well, pl- actually, may maybe playing the definitive version of Morpheus that we know from the first Matrix movie, right? Uh, okay. But has been recast because maybe I mean, in Hollywood terms. Lawrence Fishburne hasn't aged as well as um, Keanu Keanu New Reeves has. You mean John uh, Wick? Yeah, so it, John Wick. Sorry, yeah, it's weird that they cast John Wick in this movie. It's very strange. They, it seems to have John Wick in it as Neo. Um, 
Which will take some getting used to, but... Um, it will, because if we think about the Neo from the Matrix and then the, the other two sequels, he's very sharply dressed and shaven and got a nice haircut and everything, and in so this it, he looks like a hobo, basically. It feels like they've had to write write the plot around the fact that Keanu won't shave his beard, so they're going to have to make him lose his memory and become a yeah, exactly. scruffy, scruffy man. So I wonder if he'll say, I'm thinking I'm back, yeah. to sort of throwaway line. Oh, that would really. be so good. I would I would, would pay good money for that if they did that. Um, I'm so I'm back. I think, I think what I'm going to have to do in order to experience Matrix Resurrections, is that what it's called? Yes. I f- believe it's called Resurrections, yes. I think... Or maybe Resurrection. Yeah. I feel like it's... I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to have to watch The Matrix and the two sequels... Oh, really? ...to prepare myself you? for watching it. Right. And even though I've only ever seen them once and... I was very, very disappointed and didn't enjoy them. But I feel like I need to watch them. I need to give them another chance in the context of this story is continuing and and just get, you know, get what's good out of them. You know, like the, some of the mythology. I don't know. I just feel like there I There is should. definitely mythology there to discuss. And I think uh, of the two sequels, I think the middle one is the one that's got the most interesting stuff in it. In terms of action sequences. Right. I, um, I barely remember <clears throat> anything. I remember those two people with very white hair. Oh, the twins, yeah. Yeah. I Apparently they the... worked on changing rooms before they were in the Matrix. <laughs> and I remember the architect. That was really disappointing. Yep. Um, yep. And generally, the whole thing, the whole the whole story of the Matrix, they, like, <clears throat> someone told me they always, they had the three films mapped out from the beginning. But I do not believe that. I can't believe it because film number one is completely self-contained, makes perfect sense. And then films two and three are just wandering around with, what can we do now that Neo's omnipotent? Yeah, and all-powerful and can it's beat anybody. Just kind of pretend that he's not fight. or something. Like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't make much sense. So plus in the second one, mm-hmm. there's that terrible rave scene in... Zion, <laughs> which is just awful. Is that not in the first one? It's pretty no, embarrassing. No, it's in the second one. It's the, pretty embarrassing, yeah. It's a pretty embarrassing... Um, Zion is generally pretty embarrassing, I think, but yeah. Yeah, and it looks like um, an outtake from a Duran Duran video from the <laughs> 1980s. And they decided not to do it because actually it was a bit cheesy. You say that as Which for Duran Duran is really saying something. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so they've 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 thought their way out of the whole Neo is all powerful problem by making him forget. Um and so they can do it all again. So uh, you know, it looks yeah. fun. It looks fun. It looks like it could be fun. And if it works, we'll, presumably we'll get more films, which will be fine as long as they don't make another rave scene in Zion. Is it owned by Disney now? Uh no, it's still Warner Brothers. Right. So, no. I mean, but everything will be owned up by yeah. Disney at some point. Just hold hold for Disney. Yeah. Please hold. Please hold. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. right, so... That Shall was, we crack on? <laughs> that, was, that was some incoherent rambling about whether the new Matrix one might be okay. 
Um, yeah, so obviously, what, listener, if you if you want to get involved and let us know whether you think it's going to be any okay, please do. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, yeah. listener. We've yeah. sort of given up hope that we will, but, you know. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, but you never know. Um, right, The Walking Dead, season 11, uh-huh, uh-huh. part one. Right, so that's there's eight episodes. Eight episodes, and this is the first of them. Should we yeah. do what we did last time and do like three minutes per episode? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. What shall we do then? Let's do like the the most important and interesting things that happened. So I think... Okay. So good. Th- let's do good things about this, these eight episodes. You go first. I've got, I've got one or two, but have you got one? Okay. Um... What, what do you mean, like pick an episode and talk about it? or, or Well, whatever you think is good about it. So it could be character, it could be a storyline, could be an episode. Okay, yeah. So this this first one um, reintroduces, obviously Maggie appeared at the end of series 10, uh-huh, uh-huh. season 10, uh, but she's still around and she's gone, gone on a foraging trip because Alexandria's food is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's gone on a foraging trip with Daryl. Hooray! Gabriel, Alden, who's probably cannon fodder, and Negan. <laughs> yeah. So that's not awkward. <laughs> yeah, at so there's, all. There's a big, um, a big feud between um, Maggie and Negan because Negan mercilessly killed Maggie's, the love of Mar- Maggie's life, and and her husband back like now many t- seasons ago. He addresses some of that in a later episode, but in this one, um. Maggie hasn't had the chance to move on from what Negan did because she's been away. Yeah, everyone else has so kind she, of got used to him being around and being harmless. They don't really like him that much, though, do they? They think he's a bit of a a bit of a wise ass and a bit of a um, you know a man who can't keep his mouth shut and has always got a quip waiting. Yeah, but, but they just—he's just not the threat. So when when we met met no. Negan, he was this um, uh, awful distant threat um, or. or close threat and then he became completely harmless you know someone who only the kids talk to him and he does the gardening and stuff that's right yeah that is true yeah only the kids talk to him and the kids don't seem to be afraid of him and maggie doesn't hasn't had that experience and anyway she's got more of a grudge to bear against him probably than anyone else yeah that's right um i guess apart from what's his name's friends he killed he killed um the bloke with the square haircut as well didn't he yes he did so his friends yeah. might also bear a grudge um what i liked about this episode was they go down into the subway right which i i enjoyed a great deal uh we see a whole other world down there uh, presumably they're near the city yeah it's pretty Atlanta, scary i think but they're very trapped obviously there's nowhere really to go um <coughs> they've, they've got to keep going forward to this um, this place where uh, Maggie used to live to try and scavenge for food. What I didn't like about this episode is when we go and see um, Eugene, Ezekiel, Yumiko and Princess. Oh, Princess. That whole... No, I quite like Princess as a no, character. Princess, no. She irritates you, doesn't she? Yes. Like, I think because she's not real. She's a, like a cartoon character. Now, I know it's based on a graphic novel, and I think this character might work in a graphic novel, but 
it, it's, she doesn't act like a person acts. Right, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, she does seem very larger than life, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, very stylized and a little... But I quite like the character of Princess, despite okay. all those things. Okay. Um, but that that whole thing with... <coughs> excuse me. With those folks, it's just so boring. Yes. The stuff in the so Commonwealth, is, in with, the Commonwealth with them being yeah, in, yeah. interrogated... Yeah, I think it's just so dull. It a, doesn't go anywhere. There's a core of something interesting with the Yumiko plot where she's kind of being... Um, they're trying to win her over to their kind of um, evil bureaucracy and she's kind of resisting. But they're like, they're, they're like, oh, you went to the right university and stuff like that, so you can be one of our leaders kind of thing. Yes. I um, think they know that she is um, well-educated and could be useful. Yeah, and they and they they hold like levels of education and stuff like that in high regard, which obviously the rest of the world has thrown away. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of vaguely interesting. So what I was going to say about one of my favourite things about this series uh, is just Maggie is Maggie is just amazing. She's just so electric, and yeah. then combine her with Negan, who I think is one of the best things about recent times. Yep. Um, and the, the tension between them that that's just really fun. They. Um, and I think I feel like they handled it well. Like they, it, it was feasible that she didn't just immediately kill Negan because everyone else is kind of accepting him, but also that she kind of wants to kill him. Um, yeah, she really does want to. And then she's yeah. Later on, they have a bit of a talk, and he he's kind of really really straight with her about like why he did that stuff and how he, he sh- what he should have done he should have killed more people instead of killing fewer he actually says i should have killed every last one of you yeah because then he wouldn't have been find himself in being the position he now <laughs> finds himself in <laughs> exactly yes um and i and even though that really hurts maggie the fact that he's so honest i think does win people over yeah um he's yeah. he's he's done with pretending you yeah, know, he he spent his whole time when he was running the show, pretending to be this merciless, um, like barbarian leader, and he's just had enough of pretending. He's just going to be himself, and that that includes saying the wrong things to the wrong people, like when he was with the Whisperers. Yeah, um, and it includes just saying, telling it straight to Maggie, which she she totally does respect. You know, she, it's not going to stop her her pain and her hatred of him for what he did but i think no, it particularly there's, it a there's bit. actually a scene in in the second episode where oh, actually let's, let's talk about two things from episode one a lot happens in that first episode actually mm-hmm. so yumiko learns that her brother might be in the community yes um that's so the, they just so they all decide to stay which yeah they were about know, to give up and try and get away and then, yeah 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 but at the end of the episode Maggie um, becomes separated from the rest of the group. There's a bunch of walkers. Negan is in a position to save her and doesn't save her. Yeah, he just kind of leaves her. Because cause I assume the, the logic in his mind is if she's dead, then the, her threat to kill him is no longer a threat. So yeah, uh, he doesn't exactly. push her or anything. He no, just, no, he just doesn't he just save her. doesn't offer her a hand. So that yeah. was that was a bit weird because... When she comes back, because obviously she survives because she's got... Because um, she's Maggie. What did Hannah call it? Um, oh, yes. Plot armour, was it? She's got what? Plot armour. 
Oh, plot armor. Yes, you have to give yourself plot armor. Yeah, so because yeah. because she's Maggie, she's not going to die. So she comes back. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I felt like that should have been much more of a big confrontation than like she just kind of take accepts it as well. That's just Negan, and they just carry she, on. he also says something really awful to her in the train car when she survives. He says um, what he, about what he did to her ex-husband uh, which is just really out of order and Daryl gives him a smack round the head for that for his trouble for that right. and then um, that, that's the scene where then Maggie describes this horrific experience that she had while she's been away yes where she found some some people who had been like enslaved into like a weird sexual abuse scenario mm. which I didn't get <laughs> didn't get why that was in there um it's supposed to be like maggie's like even more hardened now than she was before because she's seen the darkest possible side of humanity or something but yeah absolutely um so we in this second episode we we come into contact again with the reapers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who i think who i think are the big bad for at least the first half of this the first third of this series is the reapers are the big bad uh, but they actually give birth to who i think is going to be the big bad for at least at least a bit after this oh okay so the new leader of yeah the reapers. but let's let's get onto that later yeah. but okay. yeah so the reapers are introduced to us by maggie and her group as um like all they want is the blood of humans like they're almost non-human yeah, I kind of see that that their point here, um, because if there's fewer humans around, there's fewer fighting over resources. But but when we so meet actually, the Reapers, yeah. they're not really, they're not really like like how Maggie's group described them. Right, Maggie's group described them as if they were sort of animals who just wanted to kill everything that moved. No, not really, are they? They're protecting their territory. Yeah, when we meet them, it turns out they've got a huge grudge against Maggie. <laughs> And, yes. and her group um, and I think I think I think it's the logic is we took their home so we'd better kill them otherwise they'll come and take it back yeah but they also yeah. seem to, to uh, I think they think that Maggie and her group have done awful things or something and deserve to be killed like the way they talk about them maybe not. yeah they do don't they and, and that, there's a kind of a, a parallel there with um, way back in the day Rick's group attacking and killing a bunch of saviors yeah. in their sleep. Yeah. And Negan which was makes pretty that pretty merciless. Yeah, yeah, he does make that pretty Negan, yeah. Negan points this out that this is exactly what what Rick and the group did to the saviors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he conveniently misses out the bit where before that he'd like murdered several of them in cold blood and done that whole massive roadblocks like totally infeasible oh, yes. weird roadblocks thing where they'd they'd done this played this game on them over like tens of miles of territory that's right just to sort of freak them out a bit before before capturing them and like killing some of them and not killing the rest of them anyway <laughs> yeah so yeah so Negan points out look you did this to us um they've done it they've done it to you um What's the difference? And now, and now they're looking to wipe out Maggie and her friends, and they absolutely are looking to wipe them out. Yeah, they've completely. been chasing them yeah. down. So Maggie was right about that. But now we've sneaked up on them, 
So Maggie and Negan and some others have sneaked up on them. And meanwhile, while all this is happening, Daryl got captured by them. I don't remember exactly how. No, I don't remember that either. Daryl uh, and yeah, someone Yeah, he does else. get captured. Daryl and some cannon fodder. Dog doesn't get captured, though. No. Which is interesting. But Daryl and some cannon fodder get captured. Yes. And Daryl... Uh, Roy, I think. Right, right, right. Character called Roy, who is, yeah, cannon fodder. He's a red shirt. <laughs> and Daryl um, claims that he he doesn't know them at all. And then they kind of... They beat, they beat him up a lot. And eventually, he sees that he's got to admit that he was with them a bit... So he says, oh, I've, I was only with him a couple of days. Yes, yes. He sees a long... Daryl's got a long game going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to say, look, I'm I'm not with them, um, so I can't give you any intelligence on them, um, but also, like, I could, I could be useful to you. And it, slowly, slowly, he gains the trust of the leader who's called Pope. Yes. Oh, the leader of the Reapers. Reapers? Yes. Reapers, Reapers, Reapers. yeah. Pope, I think, is one of the worst characters I've ever seen in The Walking Dead. Pope's a um, bit boring. He's a bit dull. He he seems crazy and possibly, like, um, enhanced with some kind of drugs because he seems quite on the edge all the time. Um, but I just found him to be really generic and not at all believable. Yeah, so he killed- because because all of his people are really well armed some of them seem to be quite reasonable yeah he does some stuff that's really out of order and they don't do anything about it yeah so it, I, when to they me, could the explanation for what's going on there is that this whole thing is setting up leah so we're learning more about leah who is daryl's yeah. daryl's almost girlfriend from almost a girlfriend from end of season 10 yeah there was yeah. A, that not very good episode where you saw a bit more into daryl and leah in season 10 and and I think we'd heard of her before that or would we seen her I don't know uh, I don't think so I think the season 10 was the first time that character was introduced right but anyway yeah. it turns out through flashbacks that he had this kind of weird grumpy love affair with Leah and then she disappeared or he didn't turn up and then she was gone when he, by the time he, he didn't turn up yeah and then she left but he yeah. did turn up later and she's gone anyway so so there's like a bit of stuff there but anyway the whole point is I don't think Pope is really in- interesting to the to the writers as a character he is just like what leah is against in a way so leah's with the reapers now should have said that leah's with the reapers um and uh pope pope doesn't look after his own people right so there's a time where he murders one of his own in a soldiers. quite nasty way and uh and they have this weird ritual where they like set you on fire set a house on fire with you in it Yes, and, and Daryl has to escape with if Leah. If you escape, then you can join the group because God, like yeah, God, is looking after you or something. It's really hokey. Okay. I found that whole thing yeah. to be really hokey and generic. But yeah, I so said the I, word generic again. I think the point of that whole thing is to set up Leah cares about her people, right? So the Reapers, which obviously they don't call themselves the Reapers, um, are are her people. So the whole yes. thing is set up. These are my people, and. Pope killed one of my people, and then later, near towards the end of these eight episodes, Pope is prepared to kill several of her people, and she won't have that because they're her people. Yeah, yeah. So she actually helps slash lets Daryl kill Pope, and you're supposed to think, um, oh, she's going to go off with Daryl now and join join our friends. 
But actually, if you've been watching what they've been doing with Leah, the whole thing was, these are my people, and Daryl is is against her her people and kill and killed some of her people. So she's definitely not going off with Daryl. In fact, she's going to be the new big bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big bad for the for the middle part of season eleven, I think. Yeah, so this it's yeah. like a mini ser- series in in a way. This these eight episodes. Yeah, and it ends with Daryl Daryl escapes and they they kind of run the or they they get away with some food, which is what they were going for. That's right. Oh, can but, we actually can we talk about yeah. Negan and Maggie yeah. becoming becoming whisperers? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So in the in the latter half of these episodes, um, uh, so Maggie and Negan, and I think there's a couple of other folks as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um Gabriel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gabriel's still arrived. I think he's also indestructible. Gabriel. Yeah. They've all got plot armor. Yeah. Um, they. So Anna Negan, wasn't wrong. There's like 23 characters now who yes, are never going to die. Right. They've all got plot armor. <laughs> um. Uh, so Negan teaches them very quickly in kind of montage, <laughs> a Rocky star montage, yeah. <laughs> uh, how to become a whisperer. Yeah, and there's there's uh, actually a little bit of bonding between um, Maggie and Negan where he's teaching her. Yeah, which I thought was quite nice. Um, so they are they are going to gather a horde, or is it a herd or a horde? A horde. A horde. Uh, to go and attack the whisperers, not the whisperers, the reapers yeah. compound. So that's how they that's how they managed to, yeah, succeed in their mission to get. Which in is there. actually quite clever, although they do they do come across a minefield, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they have to use the the zomb- the walkers as yeah to clear the minefield for them. Yeah, so Pope and the Reapers have some quite infeasible weapons. They have this minefield and they have this bank of what look like fireworks. Yes. Yeah. With arrow on stuck to arrows or something, which Yeah, which this. which can clear a horde pretty quickly. There's so, a lot of arrows. So the season ends with is it Maggie and Negan or just Maggie? It's Maggie and Negan inside the compound about to be fired on by this silly weapon with fireworks yeah. in it. So the silly weapon fires because Leah is using it. That's right, yeah. Because Leah has completely Oh, Daryl's managed to get out. He's still indestructible. Yeah. So, and yeah. and so the it this season 8 I mean episode 8 ends with the camera zooming in on Maggie's forehead basically saying basically saying to us an arrow is going directly into Maggie's forehead. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get away from that. So they'll Obviously just they cut, will. cut away and it'll be, it yeah. won't have gone there. Can we talk about Yumiko's brother? Yeah, so we have to address the whole Commonwealth thing. So let's let's so to summarize, the good plot in this is Maggie and Negan go to kill the reapers well no steal from the reapers yeah daryl gets them from the inside they kind of succeed but in the process they turn leah into a new formidable a bad. enemy so yeah. that was the good plot and then there's the bad plot so go for it which is the commonwealth yeah, yeah. so we meet uh in these episodes actually no let's yeah let's talk about that and let's talk about the episode on the inside which is a cracker which oh is like yeah, a, yeah, yeah that's an interlude episode you know oh it's so great are you uh, but talk about that let, now. Or? No, let's talk yeah. about Yumiko's brother, right, 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 right. who is—I think he's—he's he's watched um, Mary Poppins, <laughs> and he's thought that that's how English people speak. <laughs> I didn't notice his accent. Is it? It's, bad? it's dreadful. 
It's dreadful. Yumiko's accent sounds so uh, incongruous in, in with all I mean, the Americans. That, I mean, Yumiko is British. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's but clearly... this guy is—he's uh, really trying hard, but it's—it's <laughs> it's a bit too mannered, and sometimes <laughs> he comes across as like, oh, um, it's a bit Spinal Tap in a way, the way that they speak in Spinal Tap. <laughs> that was his research. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, every time he speaks, it completely takes me out of the show. Just like, oh, no. Well, now no. that's going to do the same thing to me, thanks. So anyway, there's that. Uh, but that's the boring Commonwealth plot, which is... Oh, actually, actually, actually now, let me mm-hmm. talk about something in the in the Commonwealth plot. There's there's an episode towards the end, it might be the final one, where um, they are... So Ezekiel and uh, Eugene and princess have been clearing walkers from buildings mm-hmm. so in the commonwealth is it turns out the commonwealth is a society where they it's like an aristocracy or something you know they they have these social strata based on like education and and breeding and stuff and, it, and like the, all the way in lead into the commonwealth you're like okay i'll just waiting to see what's the horrible secret at the heart of this community yep. there is one isn't there and then it's that they're basically an aristocracy so sorry go on so uh, i think they're, they're hiding a very dark secret because they clear these walkers and they don't burn them somebody else comes and takes them away oh i didn't notice that somewhere and they say something about that they say oh no we're going to take them and put them over there <laughs> and then, um, so I think there's a Soylent Green situation going on here. What's that? It's a, it, Soylent Green is a movie. It might be based on a based on a book, a movie from the 1970s, I think, early 70s, with Charlton Heston. Um, in it, in which he plays uh, a a government worker in this future society where you take pills to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Take a Soylent Green and you'll calm down. You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he discovers at the end of the end of the movie that Silent Green is people. Uh-huh. It's people. <laughs> he discovers that dead people are being recycled into food for the living. Okay, okay, okay. So I think that walkers are being used in some dead. You know, their bodies are being used in some way. Uh, but the, the, the only thing, the only thing that would be horrifying would be if they were food. If they'd found a way of processing them, so that... that's what I think they have done. Yeah, right, right, right. but nobody knows that. So the Commonwealth has a remarkable amount of resources, like completely infeasible, and it's been untouched through the entire apocalypse. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So Yumiko's yeah. brother has been there the whole time. Yeah, and basically hasn't seen any, you know, anything bad there. He's been very comfortable. But we learn about the, <laughs> the Walking Dead universe that nothing lasts very long, especially not a comfortable-looking. Yeah. So if you can. If you compare this to the the community where the governor was mm, in charge, that was the most stable. That the, seemed very stable, but yeah. he was completely nuts. Yeah, and of <laughs> course Alexandria was also very stable. Yes, not not too nuts. And then Rick turned up, and then yeah, it became and unstable. Tore it down. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so Alexandria I mean, experiences a very fierce storm. In yes. This series. Yes, it does. Yeah. The last episode, I think. Uh, but let's yeah. talk on the inside. Episode six. Yeah. So awesome. Connie, uh, who is uh, who I found out um, after I watched this episode, I found out is actually hearing impaired uh-huh. in real life. Um, uh-huh. uh, and Virgil, who is uh, a character from series ten, who Michonne meets. 
Yeah, he, um, he he's kind of he's only he's been a introduced. Shady guy. He's been introduced just enough that he could die heroically, or maybe something else is going to happen with his character. Yeah, so I think basically he's probably toast in this series. I don't think he's going to survive to the end. Uh, but they get trapped in a house in a mansion populated by humans who've basically gone feral but you don't know that at the beginning you just know they're essentially in like a haunted house it's like a very very unusual episode for the walking dead it's like it's normal length episode but it feels like a fairly standard horror film that i found really scary i watched it with the lights off in the middle of the night and it totally worked on me i was like on the edge of my seat with these it, scary things in the walls. So it kind of reminds me of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the way that in Psycho, he's spying on everyone. Um, there's right. all these secret passages and things where he can spy on people. Right. It reminded right, right, me a little right. bit of that in terms of like the creeping dread of the whole thing. Right. Um, because you know somebody's watching them and then eventually we'll find out who it is. So after... After watching this, I recommended to Andy C that he watch a New Zealand horror film. Yeah, which I can't remember the name of. Can you? No, no. I think it's uh, yeah. I can't remember. It's on Netflix. I think and that New you, Zealand horror you've film. You've got to watch it. I'm going to look it up while you. Okay, waffle. man, look something up on the internet, and I'm going to do some waffling. So uh, yeah, this is um, this is very good. This episode, it's yeah, uh, scary. It's, oh, I found the name. It's solid. What is it? The name is Housebound. That's it, yeah. Released in 2014. Um, and it's, uh, like all great New Zealand films, it's like a bit weird and great. Yeah, and presumably has a very dry sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. And uh, it, 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 yeah, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but it has, there's some things it has in common with this, this episode on the inside. Uh, but highly recommended. But yeah. yeah, on the inside properly scared me. And I said to Andy after I'd watched it, um, I don't think an episode of The Walking Dead has scared me. Like I've been tense, but I don't think it scared me for years. Yeah, it was very scary, very yeah. very effective. So they um, and they they use the fact that this character is deaf, and they they express uh, a little bit of that experience in one particular moment really effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so they, they get they get um, rescued mm, at the mm. end of that episode. So that moment. <coughs> The the um the two characters get separated by a door coming and closing between them because like That's I said it's like very good it's yeah. like a haunted house yeah and then we're with Connie who who is in the, the character is deaf and they cut off the sound and they, I mean I wish they'd done it for longer yeah because it's really effective yeah. but they I think it must be two three minutes of no soundtrack whatsoever yeah in the episode um and scary things are happening. And you wish you could hear in order to understand what's going on. And uh, it, it's really well done. It really ups the fear in a way that I feel is like the tiny little trickle of empathy for that character as well. So it was really exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I thought that those I thought that those characters would not make it out of there. I thought that no. that's it for those two. I mean, I really thought Virgil was going to heroically save Connie. Yeah, and then... And then die. Well, actually, he does get quite badly injured at the end of the episode. But it looks very much to me like he's going to survive that experience. Right, yeah. Which maybe is just the fact that The Walking Dead has entirely jumped the shark now and no characters <laughs> die anymore. Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, I mean, Pope died, but, you know. Interestingly, in the next episode, 
Um, Negan forces Maggie to promise to stop plotting to kill him mm. in exchange for his help against the Reapers, and she agrees. So there's a there's a kind of unsteady truce going on there between them. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they have kind of resolved that situation to the point where these because the, otherwise these characters can't really interact, right? If they've got this death feud between them, it's like yeah. you can't go on with that forever. You've got to you've got to find a way out of it, which I guess they have. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then the final episode, I think we've already talked about a lot of that. Yeah, although, although the, the, the big storm. There's a thing that happens at the Commonwealth where Eugene... Oh, um, sorry, I've fallen asleep. I know. <laughs> Eugene punches this, this really obnoxious kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who turns out to be the person who is in charge of the Commonwealth's son. Yeah, so this is this is where they reveal the big horror at the heart of the Commonwealth is... They are like a monarchy or aristocracy, and some people are like more important than others, and you don't punch this bloke. Um, so it's basically just like the world before the fall. Yeah, the and it's, it's it's not a great dark secret. No, not really. I mean, I think they have trouble. So I think so. If we look at the two communities, outside communities that we're dealing with this this season. You've got the Reapers, who are just a standard group of mili- military people, who at least at least that's kind of believable, you know, that people who know how to use a gun would have survived. Yeah. And then you've got the Commonwealth, which is just the standard thing, just like um, what's-his-name's community? Where the governor. Like the governor's yeah. community, where it's like, oh, this is too good to be true. Oh, yeah, it turns out it's too good to be true. Also, yeah. um, see also Terminus. With the cannibal. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So we've seen this before. So, like, I feel like they've run out of ideas for people you run into who turn out to have a dark secret. Yeah. Um, yep. Maybe they should give up on... I mean, that, I mean, they've, this is the last season, and there's probably a reason for that. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, although I can't really see where this is going. In, no, I don't either. think that... <coughs> I think that they're going to leave a lot of these characters alive at the end of the series right wouldn't it be it would be good if they just killed them all right yeah it would it would be because then that draws a complete line under the whole thing it's like yeah it's all done or something so yeah. i mean i the only thing that i can see coming in this season is that i think leah is going to be a big enemy and i think yeah. leah's leah's a, a decent character you know i think she'll make a decent enemy or she's a more stable leader than Pope was. Yeah, exactly. So she'll be more, more effective. Of a, a thinking enemy, more like Negan was. So. Yes. And it, it's yeah. very it's very hurtful for Daryl that, that they've turned against each other. So that will provide some emotional Yeah, I'm sure Daryl will go and grunt in a corner about some <laughs> fact that Leah doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> and then he'll get back to being sweaty and um and grumpy. And always making the right decision. Yes. In every situation. In every situation. Yeah. Although was he too merciless when he killed that um that um, No, I thought that that was entirely in keeping with what he needed to do. He always does what's necessary. Yeah. I mean it's pretty it is quite hardcore what he does, but I don't think he had any choice. And there's a nice moment earlier on where he manages to to he notices they're they're hiding in a basement. He notices them. No one else does. Because uh, he's with the Reapers and they're they're searching for them, and he manages to give them information about the Reapers, their numbers and and where they. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 
without yeah. giving it away. And it, you really think, oh, was that too obvious? And and it's kind of it's believable that they don't spot it. They're a bit I think sus. it is believable because the Reapers are somewhat self obsessed. Uh, they're a bit sus. Like one one person is just totally taken against Daryl the whole way through. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, so there's this real moment of tension of are they going to notice that they're hiding there? Blah blah blah. But they they don't. And he so Daryl again just heroically always making the right decision, always making the best judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he didn't predict that yeah. Leah was going to want to protect her own people. No, I did not see that coming. I thought that she would run away with him, but she she makes a very strong decision there to stay with them. Yeah, and if you look at what they've been doing with her character up to that point, every, everything she says to Pope, it's all about, these are my people, I want to protect my people. Right? Yeah. They make it, so they've they've deliberately led her up to that. And I do think the whole character of Pope was really written a just to set her up. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone, because he irritated me immensely. Right, we'll have to see what, what Leah has to offer. But I think, just talking about other communities and whether they're boring, so the Whisperers were this actually really clever idea. Yeah, very um, scary. And, and and maybe it did run their course. I think you said, you know, there wasn't much else you could do with them. But it No, was, not really. It was actually interesting. So then to go back to the Reapers, who are just like the Saviors, except smaller. Yeah. And the Commonwealth, who are just like um, the governors. The governor. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm not really sure where they go. Well, actually, no, let's, let's think about <coughs> where they could go in the next eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be another mini-series? I think it will be, yeah. I think it will be. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're going to lift the lid on what's really going on in the Commonwealth. Right, so you think there's more to come there, which makes sense to me. That Yes, yeah. Um Really going to find out. I think there's going to be a conflict between Lynn, not Lynn Collins, that's the actress, Leah's group, and Maggie's group. It's going to be a full-on conflict between them. Right, and and presumably, I mean, Daryl is obviously sided with Maggie. Yes, I mean, Daryl was Maggie is Daryl's people, but do you think the rest of the rest of uh, Alexandria and stuff are going to side with Maggie? Surely they are. I think they are. Yeah, I think they will do. Uh, and I think maybe there might be in the final, looking ahead to the final eight episodes, there might be a plot that involves maybe Maggie's group joining up with Leah's group to infiltrate the Commonwealth or something like that. Uh, okay. Because they they can't keep that conflict going forever. Because right. um, I think, uh, although Leah's loyal to her people, she is quite rational yeah, she's and pragmatic, logical. And, yeah. yeah. So I think that she will see an opportunity to make things better for her group. Mm-hmm. She'll probably take that opportunity. So if I was writing the final season of The Walking Dead, I would presumably end it with an almighty battle of some yep. kind, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's where... I mean, maybe that's a bit boring, but I can't think what else you'd do. No, not so, really. So is the Commonwealth actually being set up to be the enemy? That would be interesting. Because at the moment, the Commonwealth is totally separate from the rest of what's going on. At the moment, it is. And I think it is a, a quite a distance away from where everybody yeah. else is as well. And and they've they've seeded it with characters, most of whom I don't care about at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I think, yeah. You mentioned before that Eugene is hard to He's feel hard any to like. sympathy for. Yeah. Ezekiel... We we like, but only really when he's with his mate 
what's his name? Yeah, yeah. I like Princess, Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, but he's like he's only really got anything to do when he's with his mate. Yeah, Princess is just like it, a you find her really irritating. Yeah, yeah, and. Yumiko, we haven't, we don't know much about Yumiko. Like we've learned a bit more during this season, but yeah, so we don't care about any of the people in the. It was now, now they're now imprisoned in the Commonwealth. I don't know. Uh, the, I think they're back in prison. Yeah, because because Eugene hit that kid. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who cares? So my, I think what they're gonna, what they're gonna do is, um, I think Eugene will get a radio message to Alexandria saying Commonwealth is really bad, come and help us. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I think uh-huh. that's going to be the focus of the middle eight episodes. And then how is Leah going to be turned around to join in? Because that would be cool. I don't know. I don't know. I th- but I think I think she needs to be because they need that firepower. So can you, imagine, help. Uh, can you imagine a final scene? The final episode of season 11 is... Maggie and Negan, like, walking side by side over the ruins of their enemies. Of the Commonwealth, yeah. And Daryl and Leah walking yeah. side by side as well, having, you know, and this is this is the great... And they're all yep. still alive, obviously. I can see that happening, yeah. And then they just end it there, and we assume that they make, com- they make the Commonwealth better than it is now. Right, 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 right. It joins, yeah. the Commonwealth joins the, um, um, whatever our union of... Of free states is there is also the the stuff that's going on in the other spin-off show world beyond mm-hmm. which talks about the um uh the other places where folks live who the folks who got rick out of um yeah alexandria yeah so i thought the commonwealth were going to be them yeah it's not them it's somebody yeah. else they got yeah. helicopters yeah exactly yeah in fear the walking dead there were helicopters Yes, there were. But yeah. it turned out they weren't quite as powerful as they looked. No. The people with helicopters. Oh, by the way, I'm, enjo- I'm still enjoying Fear the Walking Dead. Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm still on whatever episode, whatever series I got to. So I've only watched, I think, four series. Or so I'm on series six, which is on Prime at right. the moment. Right, right, right. right, right. Uh, it's, very, it's still good. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. a bit more. <coughs> yeah, definitely. And season seven is currently showing. Mm-hmm. So getting I, good reviews good but I, so I think back <coughs> I think back to when I was watching season 3, season 2, season 4 of Walking Dead and the, the the sense of anticipation I had when a new episode was out Yeah, and I watched it and I sat there with this grin on my face um, and I was so sad when it was over yeah I really uh, I think it was season 4 of Fear uh, where I felt the same. I just right, right, right. when when it ended, I was just bereft. I, was right, like, I right. really miss those characters. So I'm sad to say, even because I want to be loyal, that season eleven of The Walking Dead is not like that for me. No, I, I, no. I watch it because I'm I can't not watch it. I'm committed to it entirely. Um, but it's not the kind of joy. Although I did think um, the really scary one on, um, the, on inside. the inside. I think on I the did inside. Have a bit of that. And the and the opening two episodes in the subway are really good, right? Uh, but all the Commonwealth stuff, I can I could quite easily have much less of that, yeah, because yeah, it's really yeah. irritating. But I do yeah. think there's just a, I mean, if they're not going to kill off major characters, where's the jeopardy? I know, yeah. And like even so, I was thinking about this and thinking they they didn't even kill off Rick. No, he just got. I mean, they just wrote him out of the show. 
They yeah. should have. They should. You should have had the most dramatic death scene ever, which they did for some characters back yeah. when they were still killing characters. Absolutely. They they have like one or two episodes where everything leads to the death of this major person. Imagine what they could have done with Rick's death if they had been brave enough. Actually, I talked about that on on a message in the other day with you. In an episode of Fear, a major a major cast member gets written out, and um, I was when it happened, I was like, "Oh no, you can't do that." (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! So it was quite it was quite a big deal, but thinking about it, they did the right thing because that character had really run its course. I mean, that, where's the jeopardy? Like, if I watch Daryl with the Reapers, well, he's not going to get killed. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, yeah. It, 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 I'm afraid it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But I totally know, respect it for going on so long. It's season like it, 11, so we've just got to keep yeah. going. Uh, I mean, I, I still love it. Don't get me wrong. But I do think the... Um, the whole point of it, right from the beginning, was like after the the events that normally happen in a zombie film. What happened next? And they have absolutely addressed that. Although I do think they, I think it's jumping the shark a little bit to find such a civilized community like the Commonwealth. Yes, that um, is strange, isn't it? The, like the, clearly, what's happening, and even the opening credits reflect it, is that nature is taking back the world. Mm, yeah. Um, so it would have been interesting to see them living a more um, subsistence farming type um, existence, and not find some great civilization that's already, that's still got radio or you know or, or whatever rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and surely there's ways you could take that. And I would say the whispers are a bit a bit more like that. You know, they're very much living off the off the land and not. Yeah, the whispers not... have really integrated themselves into this new world, haven't they? Mm, mm. And the trash people—they were a kind of a thing like that as well. Yeah, that character's still around. In yeah, because they don't uh, well kill beyond anyone. because they never kill anyone. Yeah, exactly. They don't kill anyone. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've, I've got yeah. eight days of Amazon Prime left, so I haven't got time to watch the World Beyond. So I'll have to. <laughs> You'll have to. Um, you got to watch catch up on Fear. Yeah, I haven't got time. So I mean, I'm hoping for some DVDs of Fear. Right. Maybe right. I'll get a DVD of World Beyond as well. It gets. It's got poor ratings, but. Um, I might be able to watch it with my daughter. So I, I, my my daughter. So are we done with season eleven? Yeah, we're done with season eleven. Let's move on, move on to any other business. So my daughter and I watched uh, Train to Busan, right? And she loved it. And I'm like, finally, one of my kids will watch things I like with me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, what zombie movies can I show her that are not going to? Because like, she still definitely could have nightmares and things. She's fourteen. Not many, not many zombies. I don't think. And so I don't, I, I was happy, for, we're trained to boost and it's a 15, and I don't normally want my kids to watch things that are rated older than they are, yep. but in this case I thought it was going to be okay, and it turned out it was okay, I think, for her. Um, but yeah, I don't want to show her an 18, so there aren't many zombie films that are 15s. No, there's not many, no. Um, I remember we watched, um, when I was at your house, we watched the trailer for Evil Dead 2, and we both uh-huh. decided... Even though it's a fifteen, that actually looks pretty intense. Yeah, it, I think yeah. that would scare her. We watched Train to Busan two. Have you seen that? Yes, uh, uh, what's Peninsula. It called? Yeah, Peninsula. Uh, no, what's, is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Train um, to Busan colon Peninsula. Yeah, 
Trying to present presents. Oh, presents Peninsula. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Right. I think. Um, yeah, that was not as good. It's not as good. No. It, it, it to me it felt a bit rambling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I must admit, I fell asleep during part of it. It's not as pure. It's not as pure entertainment as the first movie. It's a bit longer. Right. It's more of of a conventional, like Walking Dead style. Yeah. You know, bad guys getting up to being bad guys during a, a zombie apocalypse kind of thing. Yeah. So the uh, Train to Busan was so strong with those those main characters. Yeah. And they had a, they had a story arc and stuff like that. And I remember I remember them. I you know, genuinely cried buckets at the crying bit, and yeah, none of that happened to me. But as I say, I was very tired and I fell asleep a couple of times near near the beginning so I might not have given it a fair run but my daughter also said it wasn't as good it's not as good so I yeah I watched um I watched them back to back with my son mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um my oldest son he really enjoyed Trent to Busan oh it's so good and we both thought that Peninsula was not as good it has its moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it definitely has its moments but it's not as pure entertainment as the first movie mm. is by any means. Also, I thought it was kind of similar to Army of the Dead. Mm. Probably by coincidence, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm always glad to see more zombie movies out there, but Train to Busan was such an exciting moment where I was like, yeah. oh, there's a fresh new way of doing this that is... Definitely. Yeah, that really delivers. Deliver. So, yeah. Train to Busan. Um... Well, should we move on to plugging? Anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Well, let me. Why don't I talk a bit about my new job? You go. You go. You do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've started working for a company called Element. Yes. Um, and it, in a way, it's sort of my dream job because it's open source, um, which is better. Which uh, which I'm really keen on. Uh, I've been I've wanted to work in open source for at least twenty years, probably more like thirty. Uh, it, listener, if you don't know what open source is, let me briefly explain to you. It's um, when you write the code for um, your computer programs, uh, normally people keep it secret, uh, and then that's the kind of secret source that they sell, that you have to pay me to um, for copies of my program that I've built from this source code. Um, uh, source code being just like the text that you type to make the get, make the program. Um, so open source means you share that and everyone can uh, take it and use it for what they want to do. And if people want to make changes, they can just change it themselves and have their own version or they can send the changes in and everyone shares it. And it's all like hippies, love, communism, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so there's ways of making money without like locking away your source code, which is what some major companies like Microsoft or Amazon would would do or Google. Um uh, by the way, companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Google build a huge amount of their stuff, their secret stuff, on top of open source stuff. Most of which was written originally by volunteers and is now uh, written partly by volunteers and partly by people who make money. So um, the way Element makes money is they're like the experts on this messaging system called Matrix, which is it's like Signal or WhatsApp or something like that, or or Slack. Um, for kind of business messaging. It's very similar to that, except instead of it being like a closed world where WhatsApp, people on WhatsApp can only speak to people on WhatsApp, which is very frustrating, 
Uh, Matrix is designed to be an open world where anyone can write a, a, um, a Matrix server and they can all talk to each other. You can connect to any Matrix server and you'll be able to talk to the uh, people on the other servers. And anyone can write apps to talk to a server. So you, instead of there just being the WhatsApp app that just talks to the WhatsApp server, which is in America, which there are serious problems with in terms of uh, people being able to access your data, um, someone else can make a server that's located near you and you can use an app one of many different apps to talk to that server and you'll still be able to talk to me even though i'm on a different server using a different app so it's an open world open standards anyway it's all and it's all open source uh and uh yeah it's like a dream job because it's open source and because uh my colleagues meet each other in person some of them so there's a lot of us all around the world but um we also have an office not that far from where i live in london um, which I can go to several times a week and see actual humans, which really works very well for me. My mm. poor little brain was suffering from being stuck, exact sitting in this exact chair I'm sitting in now <laughs> all day. So that helps me a lot. So it, joining Element has been really exciting because it was on paper it seemed so good that I was I was deliberately kind of lowering my expectations of like it can't be as good as it sounds. But in terms of they really believe in the, the mission of like writing a new communication system that is better for the whole world, they like really believe in that. And uh, and so do I. So I am enjoying doing something that I feel like is like good for the world. So I'm very excited about it. Excellent. That is most excellent. <laughs> That's a bit of plugging. And then another bit of specific plugging is as part of, that I've agreed with my boss I'm going to stream live stream live coding stream once a week uh, so if you're interested in watching me code on some of this stuff once a week on Mondays at 2pm UK time mm-hmm. you can tune into Twitch and hopefully I'll soon get it set up on a free platform as well as Twitch um, and you can watch me code <laughs> there you go there are, like, no one watches me yet. I've only just started doing this. Tune in but and there, watch Andy code. But there are people who do this and people watch. Right. So, believe it or not, that is a thing. Okay, I believe so, you. I, I believe don't know whether anyone will watch me. We'll have to wait and see. But That's very exciting. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, if you, want to, if you want to try it out, the, you can try the app, which is called Element. So, you can get that for your phone on android or ios or if you go to um uh well if you get just go to matrix.org because the whole thing is called matrix um you can click somewhere there to say try it out and you'll get onto the website or the web app but it's just a website um or that's on element.io and then that it's a messaging thing just like whatsapp um or slack but and you can use it for free. You can register on on their server, and then you'll be able to talk to me over Matrix. Hey, hey! So it's called Element. That's the Element. Thing. The app. The app Element. is called Element, but the whole system is called Matrix. You don't Matrix. have to use Element. You can use another another app called Fluffy Chat, hmm. which is quite popular. That's an Android app, and there's a whole load of other apps. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's plugging over. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so once again I don't have any plugging of my own. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um but I'm going to I'm going to big up my my wife's um artistic endeavors. Uh-huh. So uh my wife's um products are available on Society6 uh, under the um 
the artist Cockerill Art, where you can buy uh, some lovely things that are based around red pandas, also celestial patterns. Yeah. And she's also thinking of selling through uh, Redbubble as well, okay. which is another uh, big, big site that um, sells artist uh, wares. Um, so, yeah, it's all happening. There's lots of stuff happening with Cockerill Art at the moment. Now, when you said last time she was into Stella, I Not- thought you meant the lager. <laughs> oh, that's good. Into but, Stella. No. But you didn't. Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> celestial is what you then celestial. Said celestial. Yeah, celestial patterns, yeah. So like moon and, and sun and stars and that like kind of thing. Like hippie stuff. Basically hippie stuff, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so she's also done there's been a thing called Bloom Bloomtober during October. Mm-hmm. Uh where artists are set a challenge to draw um, a poisonous or toxic plant every day. Mm-hmm. So she's been weird. working hard on that. Yeah, weird but cool. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of them. Right. There's a lot of poisonous, toxic plants around. Uh, I so imagine she, some of them are quite beautiful as well. Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, some of them are related to very common plants and some of them are quite rare. Um, and some of them, like, only the roots are poisonous and that kind of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, So she'd been, she did one of those. Uh, all good stuff. It's all great stuff. Cool, and October's over, so is she taking a, a deep sigh of relief now? A deep sigh of relief and on to the next thing. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She's always drawing, always right. drawing. Either yeah. either um, watercolours or gouache, gauche, I think it's called, um, or on, an iPad. I'm not really sure. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. It's all a mystery to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, she, or on her iPad, which is um, like magic stuff she uh-huh. does on the ipad yeah uh-huh. so there you go big bigging up the misses on uh, 36 yes and red bubble so 36 cockerel art yes yes there we are red listener. Bubble. something else we've um we've torn down the walking dead <laughs> we thought the matrix might be okay we still love the walking dead though we still love it but we did yeah. we did say it we needs to a bit. yeah in terms of like a school report, I'd give it a um, must improve. Right, Some improvement yeah. needed, I think. Right. Shows yeah. potential. Shows potential. Is a bit lazy. Lazy plotting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to rescue it, the Commonwealth, something has got to... So, oh, can we just talk about the, com- the naming of the Commonwealth? Yes. I presume the Commonwealth is called the Commonwealth because it's referring to the British Empire because they think that basically... that. The British people are just like those those horrible aristocrats in the Commonwealth. Well, I mean, I think that's a pretty legitimate um, comparison because uh-huh. if, if we think about the way that kids are still taught in schools, uh-huh. in, in in British schools, kids are still taught in British schools as if the empire still exists. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and I mean, I certainly yeah. think that kind of behaviour. You know, if you punch the wrong person, uh, that would not have gone down well. Yeah, and it's all yeah. The Commonwealth is all based on who you're related to, not what on whether now? you're actually good at anything. Could you punch the wrong person now? Do you think and get thrown into a cell? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, because well, then it's completely fair. Because you know, our our government have fooled us into thinking that there's some kind of meritocracy in this country when there isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most of the country is still owned by the same families that came over on, with the Norman invasion. Or, or by the Queen, mm-hmm. and we're still being run by 
um, people from Eton. So yeah, but they do such a good job. Do they though? Well, I mean, everything's gone so well. Has it though? <laughs> <laughs> so that scene is egregious because they save this spoilt brat, aristocrat boy. Yes. From imminent death. Yeah. No one else is around. No one else him. is around to save him, and he gets really uppity about it. He he tells them off. Yeah, he tells them off, and then gets them arrested. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that is basically how life is. That's what it's like in the UK. Yeah, try and do the right thing and you get thrown in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's enough. But we've taken back control. That's enough. (laughs) Okay. I apologise. That was was a fun pod, though. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for putting up with us, listener. Yeah. And... uh, we we uh, if you've got suggestions for things we should talk about, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we've given up, but we would. Yes, we'd still love to. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Goodbye. Thanks for putting up with us. See you next time. Yeah. Bye bye.